Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. McCollum, one-on-one. Blows around Johnson, steps back, fires from 16, in and out, no good. Oh, wait, tips it in. One second left. Ellis, a three-quarter court heave, no good. And the Sooners win it on a tip-in by Otega Owe with one second remaining. They are the champions here in San Diego. McCord looks, fires, intercepted. Rod Moore and Michigan will win the game and head to the Big Ten Championship. Chris Jenkins, senior, how does it feel to beat Ohio State? It feels amazing. And there ain't no more excuses. And can't nobody say otherwise because we did that. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. Here's the snap. Milrose stands in, lets everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. Caught it. It's caught! It's caught by Isaiah Bond! Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone! Touchdown, Alabama! From 42 yards for the Boeing Apple Cup for 12-0 for the state of Washington. Green to snap, McAllister to hold, the kick is on the way, the kick is up, the end over end kick is right down the middle, the clock expires, and Washington has done it! Brady Gross is the hero, and Washington is 12-0! Takes the ball, fakes a handoff, back to pass, late blitz comes, throws near side, pass is caught by Isaiah Rex, fumbles the football, the Cowboys are recovered, is it a fumble or is he down? It's a fumble. The Cowboys have recovered. Is that it? It is. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. The Cowboys recover a fumble. Trey Rucker did it. We're going to Arlington. Hoover to throw on first down. Out to the right. Sailed it. Picked off. Intercepted. Billy, Billy, Billy to the 20. Spun around. He's still on his feet. He's coming back near side. No, he didn't. He did not. He's to the five. He scored. Touchdown. Hour two, Monday, November 27. Toby and TJ back with you. I talked to El Bombi during that commercial break, TJ. Elvis Garcia called. And I said, hey, what's up, AG? That's what I call him. (laughs) And he said, "Uh, hey, what's up, man? I said, "Uh, tell me about your time with TJ and Bronx and Katy Perry. Uh, I said, what is one thing? He, He said this to me. He said, I asked Bronx, what is one thing that your dad always tells you? And Bronx said, my dad always tells me he loves me. Which I thought was very sweet, Teach. That's the first thing your son told Adolis Garcia. My dad always tells me he loves me. Hmm. And Adolis figure out where said, this is going. Go ahead. What's one thing your dad never says to you? And he said, we're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. We're going to Arlington. 
That's what he said. That's what he told Adolis Garcia. The kid's been to Arlington dad, uh, more times than you. My so. dad never says we're going to Arlington. So, Anyway, I thought that was touching and heartbreaking at the same time. Um, Jeff Levy is the new head coach at Mississippi State. Which, by TJ. the way, that conversation, the most English Adolis Garcia has ever spoken in his life. I think he does that it's thing where the, he fakes it when he doesn't want to have to talk to people. He, he does it, a he little bit because he, he did talk to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he does yeah. a little bit, I think. I'm on to you. We're on to you, Adolis. Um, well, what do you think, Teach? What am I supposed to think here? What do you think? What am I supposed to think? Jeff I would Lebby, like to start out by crooked saying, letter, crooked I letter I, told crooked you letter, so. crooked letter I, humpback, humpback I state. Go ahead. I'll start out by saying, I told you so, and you laughed at me. Mm-hmm. And, what is uh, this now? Wait, tell me. I, I, a couple I, of weeks I ago, you said something about Lebby, and I said it won't matter because he'll be the next coach at Mississippi State. Did you really? And you said, why do you say that? And I said, sometimes I hear things. And you laughed. And I said, and sometimes I'm right about these things. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I don't remember this conversation. Uh, the, do about two weeks ago. Conversation? Why yeah. would I laugh about that? Why would, uh, why because would it was like I was trying to break some news or something and you laughed at oh. me. So, yeah. Was this your upper deck source? That uh, was tipping you off it actually it? might have been my upper deck source, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I'm just... Uh, not surprising at all when I heard it. Uh, the fit was there. The connection was there. Um, I thought it was a matter of whether that was the job he wanted or not, and obviously it was a good opportunity for him. So um, was not good. Surprising. Let's start here. Is it a good hire by Zach Selman? <sighs> it better be. Um, I don't know. I've never gotten a good feel for Jeff. Like, He's brilliant, obviously, as an offensive coordinator. But I've I've heard him mentioned for a, a couple of years now, you know, he's been in the mix for different jobs and things. Even before Oklahoma, he, his name was starting to get mentioned as, as a head coach possibility at certain places. Like, his energy for me and his... I don't know if I see him as a head coach material kind of guy. Like, his body language, and I don't know, maybe he'll be brilliant, and I just... I've never gotten a good feel and said, man, that guy's dynamic. I can see him being the head of a program, rallying a fan base, pulling in recruits, and building something. I, I just don't know. That, that, and that's not to take away from the fact that you know, he's really good at what he does as an offensive coordinator. I just don't know if I see him as a head coach. I get what you're saying because he's not a – He's just kind of a leave me alone, let me go into my lab and draw up my stuff. You know, I don't think he likes, like he doesn't seem like a Rudy's Monday Night Coaches Show kind of coach. Well, here's what I'll say to that. I, I get what you're saying. As a fiery Newt Rockney speech giver, lead the team on the field with a square jaw, fight anybody who takes me on, w- William Wallace type. That's not him. It's definitely not him. However, I get why Mississippi State would be attracted to him because think of who they had before him. Like Mike Leach Mike was, Leach. The, you know, Mike Leach was aloof. Sure, just kind of a a 
a genius who was not a William Wallace lead people onto the field. No, and know, I don't think not, you have that to be that raw, raw, like, like fist-pumping guy. I don't think you have to be that. Down south, good old boy, uh, you know, that kind of a, uh, attitude. So, And they are aware of him in the state of Mississippi, obviously, mm-hmm. right. from his time at Ole Miss. And Zach's comfortable with him. And honestly, like, if you're judging, like, I mean, you look at the resume, even this year, yeah, give me the guy who had the third highest scoring offense in America, right? I mean, that's... Well, they're going to score points, man. That's exactly what he said yesterday. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I do wonder, though, I do wonder, I, I don't doubt necessarily, but I, I am eager to see him as a leader of a football team. I think there is more fire behind the eyes and... Uh, then, then we see publicly sometimes at OU. You know, I think that he has been tremendous on the recruiting front at OU. He's been quietly tremendous in the NIL game. He, uh, there's a lot of things to like about Jeff Levy as a head coach. I don't know. Is I he a CEO a, is my question. Yeah, is he a business leader? Because that's what you are. And it's a I, legit question. I, I think it even took Brent by surprise. I think it took him a good year to get settled into that role. And he a lot more experience, obviously, than Jeff Lebby. I, I think some of the duties and stuff even took Brent by surprise. I, I, it's a good question to ask. I don't know. I, I get why they want him. I get why they like him. And it might be personality-wise, a perfect fit. Like, if you're gonna, if you're going to Mississippi State, are you getting the best recruits in America? No. No. Mm-mm. You're, you are in the same part of the country with Alabama and LSU, and Ole Miss, for that matter, and a whole bunch of other really good teams. You are not getting the best recruits in America. So you've got to devise a way to win anyway. And <clears throat> the offense he runs... We'll put up points and yards. And it's is it a little gimmicky? I mean, maybe that's too strong. But the go fast stuff, you know, it's a way to have some success even if you don't have five stars. He's going to have to get a defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing, but that's the case for anybody, right? So I'll be intrigued to watch. Now, are you upset that he's gone? No, no. Um, and I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about him, like, and I don't know if it just, the whole relationship for a while has not felt like it was, some of it felt forced a little bit to me. And I think, you know, as soon as the Bryle stuff happened, it seemed like there was a strain there. It just didn't seem like it was, and maybe behind the scenes, it was perfect, and it was dreamy with him and Brent, and it just never seemed like that to me. And I just, I never expected him to be back next season. I, I whether he got a head coaching job or not, I never expected him to be back as offensive coordinator next year. So no, I'm not upset. Is it concerning to think, okay, now who's Brent going to go out and hire and and bring in here? Sure, that's that's. The case with any coordinator, you may think oh, this is a home run hire and it not be, um, but upset. No, I was not upset once I found out that the uh, announcement was official. Do you think you speak one. for the majority of Sooner Nation? Majority, I don't know. A lot of them, yes. 
it seemed like there was a just a weird relationship there, even with him being an OU guy. It just I don't know. There was something. Are you talking about with Brent or with Joe or with OU or what? I don't know. It just didn't. It always felt like to me he was on an island of his own. And I don't know why I felt that way about him. Well, the the, the Bryle stuff was bad. And maybe that was part of it, and it I, I, led to I that even more wrong, for me. So, I got him uh, on the you know uh, criticism from a bunch of people, yeah. and then it was almost after that, like, well, we can't wait till you don't do something, and we're going to hammer you for it. And then, you know, the whole jet sweep thing became a thing, and he got blamed for the two losses, and it really didn't matter what he did. At some point, with some people, they wanted him gone last year. And I think that I don't I don't think it's an accurate read with Brent and Jeff not getting along. I think Brent and Jeff got along great. In fact, I think Brent made a hard push to keep him because, I mean, let's be real. Are they going to get somebody who's going to be third in the country in scoring? Probably not. You know, maybe, but maybe probably not. That being said, I do think and I could be wrong about this. Time will tell. But my hunch is, from watching, listening to Brent, sitting next to him, knowing him a little bit, my hunch is that whoever is the next offensive coordinator, be it an in-house hire or outhouse, uh, outside hire. Not an outhouse. <laughs> or the outhouse. That would be a bad one. Outside hire, inside hire. If Brent had his preference... He would prefer, okay, my offense doesn't need to be third best in the country. Yeah, I was just about to say that. How about top 20, Mm -hmm. top 10, top 20? But let's make it a little easier for my defense to be successful. I don't need to go 1,000 miles an hour. Let's play a little more traditional football. We're getting four- and five-star guys. We don't need to... Uh, junk it up. We don't need to get cute to beat people. Let's make it a little easier for my defense to be successful and score a few less points a game because we're going to go a little bit slower. I'm going to have quite as many possessions. But my defense isn't going to be tired at the end of the year and fall apart and are tired at the end of the game. I think that's what Brent would prefer. Agree or disagree? No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and I think that'll be the the type of hire he'll be looking to make. Because, yeah, right before you said that was going to be my point is, like you said, do they are they going to find a guy that's going to be third in the country? And I, that was going to be my answer to that was, you don't have to be. So, I think the head coach is the head coach. Mm-hmm. Yet, when you hire Jeff Levy, right, because that was a big get when Brent got him. That was a big get. He had options, a lot of options. You know, Saban tried to go get him this past season. You can't say to Jeff Levy, I want to bring you in, but I want to change what you do. You know what I mean? Or you're not getting Jeff Levy. However, with this hire, even if it's somebody in-house who is going to run quote unquote the same system and have the same terminology and make it it makes it easier on Jackson Arnold or whoever. You're not having to learn an entirely new offense. I think if you give the job to Seth Luttrell or Joe John Finley or Matt Wells or whoever the case may be, 
you can say to them, all right, I'm giving you the job. However, I want you to slow things down a little bit. I want you to I want you to alter things a little bit to help the, the team as a whole. I think you can say that with this hire. Or, or if you go outside, then you look for the person who already has that credential. I could, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Brent loves going 1,000 miles an hour, and that's the hardest defense to play against, and so that's what he wants to bring into Oklahoma. But I, that's not the feel I get from him. I would feel think I, so either. The feel I get is that he would he would like to he would like to make it a little easier on his defense here. Yeah, I think there's at times when uh, you strike quick and go quick, and I think at times he was probably over like, dang, that was great, but I think we just walked off the field. I was still adjusting to some things, so I, I think you're exactly right. I think that's the move he'll make and. What he'll Who's want he going to hire, TJ? What are uh, your sources telling you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you've there's been names thrown around, but Seth Luttrell seems like the easiest fit and the uh, let uh, you know causes the less amount of disruption. So I would say that's probably the number one candidate right now. I would think. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I think I'm all right with it. I think I'm good with it. Why? I think it needs to be a higher that we've seen that person have success, which Seth has, and an experienced guy that maybe has been a former head coach. Hmm. I don't think Brent would want a young and -and up-and-comer. He either wants a really experienced offensive coordinator or a guy that's done both. You know, been a head coach, been a coordinator, been successful. Why? I think there's a part of that, what you just said, that I think Brent wants to feel like he can go to the guy, say, this is what I'm looking for. It's your area. I'm over here concentrating on this side. I don't want to babysit a whole lot. And I think with a young Uh, guy, you have to do that a little bit more. Yeah, I get you. Hmm. Seth over Joe John? Is that too young of a guy? Is that what you're saying? I would probably feel more comfortable with Seth. Uh, now, he's probably going to hire some young and up and coming and be like, look at this guy. He's a fiery young guy. Yeah. But, it's like um, Drake Stoops? <laughs> it's like Drake, Sto- Drake Stoops I'd be fired up for. I'm like, I didn't see that one coming, but all right. So, Drake, listen, obviously we're grooming you to be the next head coach at Oklahoma. But we can't give you the job right away. Like Matt Wells, so we're going to name you offensive coordinator. Into uh, do you like Matt Wells better than Seth Luttrell? I don't think so. I think I like Mm. Seth better. But I could see Matt Wells. I mean, with that Utah State offense, what score like 48, 49, 47 points a game, something like that. Utah State was dynamic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were dynamic. He was running that offense. Any outside names that's caught your ear floating um, only your from cable. entertainment purposes the floating of the name dana holgerson has me uh very happy but can you imagine <laughs> brent venables and dana holgerson i want to i want to imagine staff? it a little bit yeah have there ever been two more opposite personalities on the planet <laughs> no. than brent venables and dana holgerson not at all uh-uh. all right we'll keep this conversation rolling i'd love to hear your thoughts out there 405-651-3439 Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's a Monday morning. Things are happening. We'll be back.
The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks. Hightower Clinical bringing you to this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free and patients are compensated for their time. Several area locations coming soon to Ardmore, HightowerClinical.com. Call or text, find out what uh, trials they're working with, 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Gator says TJ could have stayed in Oklahoma supporting the Sooners and still partied with the Rangers' greatness. Big Jonathan Gray uh, yeah. was here. Hashtag Spike was safe. Yeah, I saw, uh, saw the uh, picture with uh, some people in John Gray over the weekend. He was asking where you were. Was he? Yeah. Hey, he probably knew. This. Bombie this probably had texted him already. True story. We're in Utah. Um, the night before the game in Utah, Friday night before the game. Mm-hmm. Crew goes out to eat at a restaurant, and then right next door was the uh, the place where we did our remote, where, where Tyler and Teddy did the remote, and the OU Club of Utah had their big event Friday night. Yes. I can't remember the name of the, the place. The pub, like uh, pub. Something pub. pub yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we Poplar went over Bar. There. Poplar Bar. Was that it? Poplar Street Pub. Poplar Street Pub, yeah. yeah. So the uh, the whole crew went over there for a second. I mean, it was right next door to where we ate. So we all walked over there, and I thought, let, like, let's go support this. I was encouraged. Let's go support this because I don't want the OU Club of Utah to feel like, what, are there going to be 10 people there, right? So let's go show up. It'll mean a lot to them if we go show up. And we walk in, and it is Wall to wall packed with people. Yeah, I saw some videos and things of that uh, location, and it was it was packed in there. In the couple of videos, I think uh, Tyler it was posted a, a couple. It was of a them. scene. Mm-hmm. It was a scene. Am I right, Joel Clapp? And Toby Rowland, exactly. You are exactly right. So we're walking around the room, shaking hands, kissing babies. There were no babies there. It was a bar, and uh, <laughs> several people are watching the OU basketball game on their phones, which made my heart happy. Like. I want to say 20 different people we saw had that because OU was playing UTRGV that night. It was a run-of-the-mill early game. They should win by 1,000, and tons of people have their phones out watching the OU basketball game. So I'm like, yeah, what's the score of that day? And I go to this one table, and the guy, he's showing me, he's like, hey, hey, T-Row, you think TJ's at the game? Probably not, huh? I was like, no, probably not. And then went on. I was like, laughed. Actually, great. I was at that game, and you weren't. You were not. It was great. Uh, go ahead. What else you got on the text line? Jack Wagon. Uh, curious if you guys ever heard influence with OU offense. Curious if you guys ever heard influence with OU offense that Wells, Latrell, Finley had. Oh, uh, what influence they had. I guess uh, Latrell and Wells didn't have headsets. Um, that's not true. A- analyst roles, but um, they they definitely had headsets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I, I I you're not allowed to coach on the field. You're not allowed to coach players during practice if you aren't one of the ten coaches. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't 
in a offensive meeting room with Jeff Lebby or Brent Venables have influence. That certainly, you certainly do in those circumstances. You just can't get him in front of the team or, you know, at a practice, go grab the quarterback and say, hey, you should be doing this. So I would imagine, yes, I would imagine certainly they had some input, but I'm not in there. I have not heard as to what extent, if any, they were in there. I think this year, well, the last two years, Matt Wells has, one of his roles has been when OU's on offense and Brent is working with the defense to kind of not be the head coach, but kind of be the guy who has his head wrapped around everything. And then, you know, if you need to grab Brent, say, hey, this is going on, or just kind of be another head coaching uh, set of eyes while he's working with the defense on some things. Um, Seth may be a little bit to that extent this year as well. But I don't know about how much influence they had over game planning or Jeff Levy. I don't know. Joe John and Jeff Levy are tight. I was about like, to say that jo- uh, Joe John could end up uh, there with him. Yeah, that would be an interesting decision. Like if Joe John doesn't get the job, uh, the offensive coordinator job at OU, mm-hmm. I could see him he going He could with get Jeff. that role there. He could, but, and Teddy and Gabe brought this up on their podcast I was listening to last night at midnight sitting at the airport. If if he goes to Mississippi State as their offensive coordinator, is he calling plays there? No. No, no, probably not. So is that any different than, w- would you rather be an offensive coordinator at Mississippi State who's not calling the plays? Or an offensive coach at Oklahoma that's not calling the plays? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe the answer is offensive coordinator. Maybe it comes down to who pays more. He is a Sooner. He does have family. You know, when it comes to not wanting to move people and stuff. I don't know. Maybe he loved his time in Mississippi and can't wait to get back. I don't know. It would be interesting, though, from Joe John's perspective. He's the guy on this staff that I could see going with, potentially going with Jeff, if he doesn't get the offensive coordinator job. Definitely could see that. Uh, man, TJ goes, meets El Bombi, comes back to America, gets back on the radio, and he's batting 1,000. That's right. Thank you. Just hitting bombs, baby. That's what I do. That's what I do. Uh, from the 7 Did you ask him about that home run? Uh, I never asked him about any of the home runs or anything. Man, so. how about that home run, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I went say, hey, well, dude, listen. You should have just gone to first. Just you, you, you froze your closer. Just you should have just go. Oh, to you're talking first. that home run. Oh, I get you. No, out. I wasn't talking about that home run, but now I am talking. Oh, okay, about yeah, you Bobby, get a lot listen, of them. Love you. Glad you're on my team. Congratulations. But listen, dude, just go to first next time. I would have said, had I known it was all going to work out okay anyway, I would have said, do exactly what you did. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Colorado Sooner says he wants less of you breaking news talk and more TJ vacation talk. Nothing else really to report. Mm, Food poisoning, El Bombi. Uh, my kid was basically gone the entire time playing beach volleyball. Um, beach volleyball? Yeah. Did he find some little lasses? He found, no. Well, sort of, I guess, but I don't think it was... I don't think it was the. Uh, did, I think it was a more of a spark a holiday romance. No, 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 nothing uh, like that. 
he uh, he started. Uh, he found a, a group of dudes that he liked that he felt really cool to hang with. If that makes sense, they were older, oh. uh, like seventeen, they sixteen, rose seventeen. His cred. They rose his street cred. They saw his athletic ability at his age, so they always wanted him on their team. So he would rotate in and out with them, and I, it was hours of beach volleyball for him. No, so if he wasn't playing no. on the beach, he was playing water volleyball. So. Mom and dad very rarely saw their kid the entire vacation. It's the best day ever. So, that and I got mad at the French on the last day. I don't know that there's much else to report. So, um, All right. Keep the text messages rolling in. Mike Elko, by the way, is the new head coach at Texas A&M. Exactly who they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Sort of. Probably not. Have you ever had Elko? I've never had Elko, no. You get a good piece of Elko, TJ. <laughs> that may, maybe that's what I had Tuesday night when change I ended up life. with the food poisoning. It'll change. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Billy Bowman did it again, pick six, took it to the house. Take me through the return, man. Those are some mad return skills. Yeah, um, shoot. I saw open field right in front of me, and I was about to take it all the way, and then, shoot, I guess that's what I get for wearing these long sleeves. <laughs> the dude grabbed onto it, but I was able to get out of it, return the field. Um, shout out to the rest of the defense for blocking for me. Um, can't, do without, can't do it without them. Take me through not getting frustrated, not getting down when TCU was having some success. You've developed into a great leader. What, what was the key to keeping everyone together and grinding? Yes, uh, shout out to Danny Stutzman. You know, uh, a lot of us were frustrated. You know, frustration does kick in, but it's how about how you control it. And I feel like Danny Stutzman do, does a great job in getting all of us together and bringing us all back to square one and, uh, you know, go, getting back to our basics and going out there and doing what we need to do. I want you to go celebrate with your family, but first to do this for the seniors, to bounce back this year, to finish 10 and 2. What does it mean? Yes, uh, shoot, uh, double digits in season win. Um, it's big time, and I'm very uh, thankful for the coaches we have and the seniors that we have on this team and, you know, everybody else that uh, contributes to it. Um, it's a lot that goes into it, and it's, it's very hard, no matter what nobody says. It's very hard to win 10 games in a season, and um, boomer sooner. Yeah, I hope to see you next weekend. See you, Bill. Thank you. Boomer sooner. That's how you end an interview right there, TJ, at the University of Oklahoma. You say boomer sooner. That means I'm done. Or you just say boomer, one of the two. Say boomer and walk away. Is that your Big 12 defensive player of the year, TJ? Hmm. Six interceptions. Six interceptions. Three pick sixes. Three. Leads the conference in picks. Leads tied for the lead in the nation in pick six. Yeah. Now that you say it, you're probably, you're probably right. I would say that uh, he's definitely one of the leading uh, con- contenders for it. So. I would not have a problem with him winning it. And Toby Rowland, exactly, you're exactly right. I don't know if I agree with you, Joel. I, I, I mean, I think I, I would definitely, I, I don't know if he'll get it. How about that? Not that he doesn't deserve it. I think somebody off the Texas defense will get it. I think that uh, big dude up front will get it. What's the 600-pound guy up front that they got? The Sweat, Tavondre Sweat. <laughs> yeah. I think Sweat will probably get it. It or probably Jaylen will be Ford. someone from a. Uh, from the Longhorns. Somebody who's in the champ game. Mm-hmm. I think Ollie Gordon will be offensive player of the year. Tavondre Sweat will be defensive player of the year. 
Are you going to watch this game, by the way? This is a disgusting game in so many different ways. Yeah. I want – I was about to say I think I want Texas to win to take the championship trophy with them to the SEC – but I don't there's want Texas no to win. Option. There's no good option. There's no good answer. I think that there's a chance that Texas just hammers them and wins by three or four touchdowns. I don't like that option either because then they, they're Big 12 champs, one loss. They look great. They're well, they in the playoff the ch- spot. College you know? football playoff? Right. That's when I don't want them in the playoff heading into the SEC. So I don't want OSU winning it. It's just not a good answer. It's just not. It's just a, will I watch it? Yes. There's just no rooting interest at all. Like I, is that a radio poll? Sooner fans, am I allowed to put that radio poll out? Who will you root for in the Big Twelve Championship game? Texas or Oklahoma State? And we'll get a thousand. I hope they both fall into the center of the earth. Yeah, and I've already seen this start getting fired up some on Twitter in the last day and a half, and a lot of people want Texas to just hammer them. Uh, because they hate OSU, and then you've seen those that jump in and say, well, I always root for OSU if they're not playing Oklahoma, and then somebody jumps in, what are you, an idiot? So I've seen some of that. So I don't know how that poll would go. I honestly don't. It might be pretty close. I've said this for 20 years since working at Channel 9. The majority of people in the state of Oklahoma pull for both teams, except for when they play each other. Mm-hmm. Right. I know that's hard for people who listen to sports radio or hang out on message boards or Twitter to believe. The majority of the people who live in the state of Oklahoma root for the Oklahoma teams. Now, they may have a favorite of the two, and when they play each other, they'd rather OU win or OSU win. There's a lot of people like that out there. However, if you are a dyed-in-the-wool OU fan who listens to sports radio and has season tickets and are annoyed by Oklahoma State and all that kind of stuff, this is a hard question because you know how I feel about Texas. Well, and, and the people that you're talking about that feel that way about OSU feel that way about Texas also. So, yeah, it's a hard Well, question. definitely. I mean, like, you're yeah. born with the Texas stuff. The OSU, like, just, they're just annoying. Mm-hmm. Right. Texas, you are trained, you are born, you are bred to hate. They teach it in school. It's curriculum, TJ. Hate Texas. Second grade and fourth grade. OSU is like, just, dude, shut up. It's like the scrappy-doo. For most people, right? Like, and and the idea of them winning a championship is like annoying because they're not really that good. They're most not that. Feel like they're not. Well, how did they even in this game? Well, that's what I was about to say. They're not that good. Like it would be one of the great magic tricks of all time that Mike it Gundy's is pulled off here. Unbelievable! You've got to give Mike Gundy an unbelievable amount of credit. It is for I, getting this team into a championship game. It's stunning. I'm completely shocked by it. Still, yeah. I saw the way it played out this weekend. You know, OU did everything that they needed to do. They had it go their way, uh, you know, in one game, and then you thought you had it in the other, only to see him pull it out again. And I credit him, man. I don't know how he won four or five of the games that he won. I mean, we had sat there at one point this season trying to see if they were going to be bowl eligible, and I didn't think that they were going to be. Did you watch the OSU-BYU game? I saw a lot of it uh, in highlights and different things. So I saw... Quite a bit of it when we got back on local news. So, no, you did not. No, no, not the actual game, no. Oh, my gosh. What a four-hour trip. First off, kudos to OSU fans. They packed in somewhere between eight and 12,000 people for the biggest game of the year <laughs> at uh, Boone Pickett Stadium. <laughs> Incredible showing. I, they came out. 
But the TV came out, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. I, now, it was a bad weather day. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But still, if they win, they're going to the championship game. Yeah, that's all they had to do. I mean, it was simple. Second half was half empty. That's not an exaggeration. But beside the point, a great football game. BYU jumps out 24-6. to You're like, OSU's, they're, they're peeing down their leg here. They're absolutely blowing it. Uh, our boy Kalani Satake faking punts, onside kicking. It just call it just a beautiful. They got a pick six. Bowman threw it right to him in the first half, down on his own ten yard lines. He says, "Here, just a gift pick six. OSU was completely choking this off. Then second half, BYU cannot get a first down, and I credit OSU. They they came out and changed their attitude. They could not get a first down. Cowboys go down and score. Looks like they're going to win. Extra point gets blocked, so it's still a three-point game, but there's under a minute to go, and BYU can't get a first down. And lo and behold, bada-boom, bada-bing, they get down in field goal range. Dude drills a 48-yarder, I think it was, to send it to overtime. Clutch in terrible conditions. Overtime, they score first. You're like, I mean, it's just a, it was a great football game. Credit Oklahoma State for finding a way to win it. But it was an exhausting watch if you're an OU fan hoping for OSU to lose that game so you could get in because for about three and a half hours it felt like this was going to happen and then you wanted it to go the opposite way as far as the turnover at the end to end it you know you wanted BYU to be the one that finished yes. it. yeah when you get up just rip the ball away from yes. somebody and I gotta tell you every stinking pass interference call in that game made me want to go punch a hole in the wall <laughs> That's the text line, what it's loading up with right now. is doesn't matter what's going to be fun to watch Un- in this game is to see how it's called. The, the pass interferences that were called in that game compared to what happened to Drake Stoops in the end zone was unbelievable. I'm not crying. I'm just giving facts. I'm just, I'm just giving facts, TJ. And, a and little Toby bit of Roland, exactly, you're exactly right. Thank you. But, man, I don't think I'll watch the game. I don't, I don't think I could possibly watch it. I think it will give me a migraine headache to watch it. We'll be back. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour. They also bring clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed to participate. Many, many areas that they're working in. So if you think that you have a loved one or you yourself may be able to benefit from some new treatment options, Get with Hightower Clinical, HightowerClinical.com, or call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Can someone tell me how Elko is a better hire than Stoops? <laughs> I mean, Tom will tell, right? Sure. It's funny. I mean, the, the reports are that they had hired Mark. They had offered him the job, and he was going to take it, and then some boosters got together and said, that's not who we want, and changed their mind. Which right there, that right there is why Texas A&M, like Texas, but let's talk about Texas A&M, will never get where they want to go in college football. And why Mark's better off being where he stayed. So, Can you imagine that happening at OU? 
Can you imagine Joe Castiglione? Oh, they have influence, but not to of that degree. Course. No, not to that degree. And he's got he's got a track record and he's the boss, you know? Like nobody's gonna nobody would do that to Joe. Somebody might call and say, Hey man, I like this guy or I like that guy. I'm sure it's going on with offensive coordinators or whatever. But the idea that they would get their guy, they would hire him, they'd offer him whatever, and then some boosters would say, I don't like this idea. I'm not, you know, I'm cutting off my money if you don't go get somebody else. I don't know why Mike Elko is better than Mark Stoops. I mean, all Mark Stoops did is win football games at a basketball school when the basketball coach tried everything in him to sabotage everything he was doing the whole time. And he beat Louisville on Saturday on the road too. So now my feelings aren't hurt because going up against him would have it would have been harder to root against A&M if Mark Stoops is there. Still would have done it. But it's harder to make fun of him because yeah, I like I like Stoops. I like Mark. I like the family. I don't want to. I don't want to come on here and make fun of A and M. Bob's listening, you know. It's yeah. His brother. Yeah. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it went the way it did. I guess I don't know. Their A and M is just. Hey, you know what they went this year? You're not going to believe this. You ready for this? Uh, let, let's hear what they went this year. What was their record? Seven and five. What? Yeah. Oh wait, oh, is this that can't be true. 13? Is it 2003? Can't be true. Is it 1980? They had to have won at least 11 games. 1998. Is it 2000? Oh, wait, hang on. It's every year ever is what it is. Yeah, 7 and 5 year for A&M. But, man, the facilities down there are amazing. Top of the hour break, 8 o'clock. We'll be back.